Good afternoon, wonderful people. It's Bad Thought Therapy. I'm Cherie Hardy. Peace and abundant blessings to you. It's another beautiful day in the neighborhood. I had to pause and just share some things about Tina Turner, some life lessons that I think we all can glean from Tina Turner's life. Um, Of course, when I'm talking about celebrities, I'm always mindful because I don't know them. Personally, we get to pick up bits and pieces of their lives through their interviews and through their performances on stage that we see on film or live if we get that chance. And I just think that Tina Turner's life um, has so many powerful lessons for all of us, whether you are a man or woman, child, um, you're, regardless of your race or your religion, there are some powerful lessons from her life. Um, it was, I have to admit, I, I felt some kind of way. I felt just a loss, just being a fan um, when they announced her passing earlier this week. And um, I just remember watching the movie, What's Love Got to Do With It? And my favorite scene in the movie, the movie had an impact, I think, on everybody, but especially women, if they ever felt like they were in an abusive relationship or they were unloved, Tina's story just reminded you that in spite of all that, you can still go on and be successful and you can reinvent yourself and you don't have to let your past, you know, paralyze you or put shackles on you. But that scene in the movie, with Tina Turner and Ike Turner, and I don't know if it happened just the way it is in the movie, she, they were in the car and I hit her and she fought back. And I will never forget that scene when she fought back and she ran and she got out of the car, how it impacted me personally. I think I was happy for her. I was crying. I was saddened. I was, I, I just felt like finally she had just had enough and it's like that sometimes and she ran and we know the story Tina Turner died a multi-millionaire after being born in dirt poverty her parents were sharecroppers she left Ike with 36 cents to her name not only did she only have 36 cents but she had a whole lot of debt what I found out from reading, I've been reading different little bits and pieces of her biography and um, as well as watching some interviews. And when she left Ike and she decided to divorce Ike, she, somebody had to pay back the money from the broken contract. So because she was no longer with him and performing with him, they had violated some of the um, agreements to their contract that they had signed for performances. Tina Turner took ownership of that loss and through hard work, through sweat, through tears, she was able to pay that money back. She was able to work for herself and start to get some things um, herself, home and other things. And in one interview that I had never seen, this one was done like, um, I think in like 1984, where she shared that at one point, she didn't have a manager, so she had to put together some performances, and she did. She put everything together. It was hard, but she did it, and she was able to produce some income, 
we know that her last performance, this is what blows my mind. And I said, you know what? Tina Turner lets you know that it does not matter your age. If you take good care of yourself, she did not smoke, she did not drink, she did not use drugs. She ate well, even though at the end, apparently she still, you know, had some health issues. And I'm not sure how that happened. I won't talk about it on this podcast, but I got some reasons how she managed to get kidney failure. That's a whole nother story, but she ended up getting kidney failure and supposedly her husband gave her a kidney and that kept her going for a while longer. But she stayed so healthy and at 69, she was performing on stage with the same energy and the same level of ability as a 19 year old. And she was 69 years old in 2009 when she did her last concert. Life lesson there, age cannot stop you. And so I said, I gotta get myself together because I'm almost 60. And and Tina Turner looked good. I just saw an interview with her and Oprah, the, the one that she did not long after she got married. And Tina Turner was 73 years old. 73 years old, looking healthy, looking great her leg she had on pants and her she had on these heels she looked absolutely fabulous and I said you know what no excuse 73 73 years old or 73 years young so just a couple of things she was the first black artist ever to appear on Rolling Stone magazine she was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1991 with her former husband, Ike Turner. Um, I understand that she did not attend. I don't think I attended either. Um, But then in 2021, that was only two years ago, she was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as an individual solo artist. Um, Again, she retired um, from touring in 2009. So great life lessons. First of all, your past does not determine your future. Your beginning does not determine the end. You can have a bad beginning. You can have a bad middle, but your end can be so different. It can be good. It can be beautiful. And that's a life lesson for all of us. Some of us, our lives ain't been no crystal stare. I can use the words of the great poet Langston Hughes. And so you, from Tina Turner, we learned that Life is really what you make it. It's about your outlook. It's about your attitude. It's about your energy. One of the things that Tina said, this interview that I saw on CBS, I'm going to try to find it and put the link to this interview. From, it was from CBS years ago, 1984. She was saying that she acknowledged racism existed in the entertainment business, but basically what she was trying to say was she did not let racism get her down you know she wasn't worried about not getting an opportunity because of her race she decided that some kind of way she would work hard and people have to respect you she said in that interview that she knew she was attractive she did not consider herself beautiful but she knew that she was attractive and that attractiveness mattered and she used that she used that in a good way And so that's a life lesson there, to have that kind of confidence, to know what gifts you have, know your gifts. Everybody, it may not be looks. It may be the way you walk. It may be the way you speak. It may be you being able to do something with a high level of excellence. 
but use it. That's the life lesson that I got from Tina. Use what you have and use it well. And don't let things like these different isms, chauvinism, racism, any other ism, don't let it get to you. Um, She basically said she knew that roles would come. She knew that opportunities would come because she went out there and she gave her best. And that is a powerful, powerful life lesson. What I was really curious about, I know she was interviewed by so many different people, and many of them talked about her relationship with Ike, um, even though she had gone on and lived for years without Ike. Um, but people would bring it back up because in, I'd never heard her say that she, um, you know, she loved Ike, because he would always ask her, why did she stay? And I think, now this is just me, again, I, don't, I didn't know Tina personally, I never interviewed her, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm always reluctant and try to be careful about what I say. But I really believe that she loved Ike at a certain point. She loved him, but it's hard to say that. But you can love a person and not be with them. And I think that is a powerful life lesson. I have talked about it on this show. It is very possible to love a person for whatever the reason and not make a choice. Make a choice to say, you know what, I can't be with this person because this person is abusive, they're self-destructive, they're abusive to others, they just have a nasty attitude and disposition in life, so I don't want to be around that for myself because of my energy, but you can love them, and I think, you know, she never said that, she said she cared, she felt a sense of loyalty to him because he was the one that helped her career, which he did, that her, her, you know, singing with him, and being on stage with him, um, the world got to know her first. And so he did boost her career. And I think she acknowledged that well. But I also think she loved him and she just made a choice. And that's the life lesson for us. Make that choice. If you're in an abusive relationship, you won't get out unless you leave. You're going you're gonna to get out. It's either going to be, you're going to be taken out in one of those black bags you're going to be taken out, shuffled down to the, you know, rolled on down to the morgue, or you're going to walk out or run out. And that's what she did with 36 cents. And really, she asked for it during the divorce settlement, settlement from one of the things that I read. She gave Ike a lot. She just let it go. And that's another thing, trying to hold on to things. I've seen people, um, there's one story that I haven't talked about yet. It was a, a woman who was married to someone and her husband was killed before um, he was able to get some benefits from his the position that he had um, with the county or city and the wife his widow of course she was grieving and she was sad she kept trying to get these benefits and they kept telling her no well he wasn't sworn in we're so sorry you're not able to get these benefits And that woman later died, not only from a broken heart, but from just the illness of trying to fight to get something that she thought she was owed. She could not let it go. And I've often thought about that, and it's made me realize that when you're in bad situations, you have to let material things or money go. You have to put your mental health above material things. And that's what Tina Turner did. Tina Turner decided, you know what? Um, I'm going to let him have some of these cars and homes, let him have some of this stuff 
the material things so that I can have my mental health and my freedom. And that is why we were able to see her legacy when she did that final tour and we saw her perform at a high level of excellence. She let all that go and she got all that back and more. That's a powerful life lesson that if you let it go, you will get it back. Now, there are two things that I was very curious about. And the first one I'm going to talk about is her faith. I know she was a Buddhist and she and I and I don't and I'm not 100% sure of what Buddhists believe. Um, I believe they believe in God, but I just, I don't know everything that they believe, but I know she, um, on one of the shows that I saw, I think it was Larry King, he asked her to chant this Buddhist chant, and she chanted. Um, when she was talking on Oprah, which Oprah's interview was, I, kept, I forgot what year that was, she didn't mention God, she didn't mention her faith, she didn't say God helped me do everything I did and God got me out of that she didn't acknowledge God so I was very curious about that um I know it was God okay and maybe she knew it was God and she just didn't want to talk about it but I feel like when people can talk about anything else in their lives you know why can't they talk about God too so that was sort of interesting that she didn't talk about God and you know now journalists don't ask the questions that I, you know, if I was a journalist, I'd be asking, well, how much role, you know, what role did God play in your success? Because she kept saying, well, it was something that came into me. I do know from the movie, and we know from some of the things that she said, that her early experiences with religion, see, there's a difference between religion and relationship. There's a difference between religion and God. Some religions don't even have God. They might say God, but God is not in their religion. And so that deeply concerns me because I know that God is real and I know through a connection with him, your life is better. And when he has his hands on you, you're going to be successful. No matter what happens, things happen because he doesn't change life. He changes us. So the fact that she didn't really acknowledge that you know, God gave me this gift, God, maybe she did, and I missed it, I, let me just say that, because I did not watch every interview, I did not read any of her books, I might read them since I saw the movie, but I may just read the book, because books offer so much more, and as a, as a writer and a reader myself, I know that, that, I know that, so I don't know, but I know when I watched the whole interview on Oprah, she never said God gave that to her, she just said something was in her. And I believe that something is God. You know, we another name for God is something. You don't know what it is. It's just something in me. Something told me. Well, that's God. So that was an interesting thing. Um, other than people, you know, she talked about Buddhism and how it the chanting helped um, calm her. And, you know, through the chanting, some things go on physiologically. And that is what gave her the calm. Um, so, but was there this spiritual being or sense that, you know, I don't know, that she was connected to? I was very curious about that part. The other part that I found very interesting is in order to be a citizen of Switzerland, which she eventually became, and now if you Google her, they'll say Swiss artist. They don't even say American artist. I thought that was interesting. She had to give up her or forfeit her American citizenship. 
I wonder because at the end of her life, she was around people that didn't look like her. Many, you know, she married a non-black man. She was around, she performed in many of her latest um, performances were with non-black musical artists. Um, Beyonce was a fan and acknowledged her and she did perform with Beyonce. And I wonder was Tina just, I know just was she disheartened by the fact that she was not accepted by a black artist in the same way maybe some other black artists were accepted because she she basically sang rock and roll. And, you know, back in the day, people had these stereotypes and they put people in these boxes. If you were African-American and you were a female, they wanted you to sing a certain way, a certain kind of way, a certain genre. And Tina didn't fit that box because she had a different kind of voice. It was stronger, it was raspier, it was deeper. And she she talked about this. She was more of a rock and roll singer. Um, and really rock and roll was created by black people, which people don't realize um, when you go back to, um, not Charlie Parker, what is the guy's name that I did, a, a, actually wrote about him, but the original, original rock and roll artists were black. So some kind of way it shifted. And so, she was not accepted, so maybe she was like, you know, I'm through with those people. She she would not have said that, but I just wondered because she was not around um, people that looked like her at a certain point in her life and at the very end. The other thing that's very interesting is, and how do you trust love again? You know, she married someone who was 16 years younger than she was, and she said. Now, this is what she said in an interview. She saw him. For her, it was love at first sight. You know, she saw this man, and she thought he was gorgeous. And she, you know, just was moonstruck by this man. Um, That was shocking to me. And again, I wonder because she had had these negative experiences with men that looked totally opposite from the man that she finally married in the end. You know, was that it? But she said she found him handsome. And then in one of you, she said, she told him that when you come back to California, I want you to make love to me. <laughs> you know, and I was like, woo-wee. You know, I, I I was shocked because I don't, I could not have done it. Um, when, you're, when you already have money, I just wonder how you are able to open up to have the trust to believe that someone would want you for you or want you for your money. Not to say that Tina Turner seemed like a nice person and she was a beautiful woman, attractive woman. She seemed like a nice person and she seemed like a woman of character. I mean, who wouldn't want her? But then when you have money, you're like, well, do you just see all of that? I just, you just see my money. So how I would love to have interviewed her to find out how was she able to open up her heart and then you dealing with what happened in your community but then because of racism she suffered some things too so then how do you open up your heart to trust people who look like the people who have been racist it just it, that part was really complicated for me and again I don't know her I would love to have interviewed her to ask her these questions um, because I really want to know how do you do it and not that I, I get when she was in the relationship. I got it. She was in the relationship. 
and it really was in a way it was marriage you know only um, in modern times that we made people have a license to be married because originally marriage was you commit to someone and you with that person is marriage it, it, it didn't involve paper it involved um, a lot of government involvement and so today that means something and so um, she said that he wanted the guy asked her to marry him and said well if something happens to me then I want you to have access to my money. And she said, at first she said, okay. So he he asked her to marry her like twice before they finally married, like what, 10 years, 20 years later. So, you know, they say it was real love. I, I My heart goes out to her. I hope she was loved because she was a beautiful person inside and out. But I, I tell you, I'm so... I need to, I I don't have that kind of um, trust when it comes to things like that. And with no money, I don't know how people do it with money. I don't know how you do it. And if you have to do it, but there's a life lesson there that she opened her heart to experience what she wanted to experience. And she kind of went for him. And that may be a life lesson to some people that, you know, go for what you want. That one is a little controversial for me personally but some women may take it like hey I can go out there and this is what I want I'm gonna get what I want and she made it happen for herself and she's she seemed at on that last interview that she did in the states with Oprah she seemed very happy she had just gotten married she was beautiful she seemed at peace she talked about that she didn't want for anything else she wasn't striving to get anything else she was at total peace at that point, and that's something to to learn from. That you create this life you want, and you have peace. It wouldn't have been for me personally because I couldn't have done it. But if it, if for somebody else, it lets you know that you may not get love that first time, but um, don't give up on it, and you can get it again. That was a life lesson. One of the most powerful life lessons uh, for me was the way Tina Turner aged. She had a very good attitude about getting older and she took good care of herself. I still don't know, and that's my ideas that we'll talk about on the podcast, how she managed to get kidney failure and to, you know, lose total use of her kidneys to the point where she had to get another kidney. That was sort of shocking to me and I would have to have somebody, you know, try to figure out how that happened that just didn't seem right to me. And she was 73 when she did the interview um, with Oprah. She mentioned high blood pressure. She mentioned taking medication because that affected her when she did her tour, starting to affect her ability to perform. But she seemed healthy and she looked great. I just don't know how in the world that happened, but it does happen. She looked great. So that's a life lesson. I tell you, she made, every time I see Tina, a Tina Turner performance, it makes me want to get up and exercise. I will literally get up and walk around because she would do that. She looks so good and it lets us know we can look good. The only thing is, entertainers do this a lot where they will go and it's clear that they've had some kind of surgery. And, you know, you can tell they've had injections or they've had a facelift. And when you start fighting nature, it's, it's always going to look like you've been in a fight with nature. Nature is going to win. So I don't know of anyone 
who has had all this cosmetic surgery and then they don't look like they've had cosmetic surgery. I know people who have aged and you can tell, of course, they're older, but they look good. So there's a life lesson for me when looking at Tina at the very end. I know some of that was the kidney failure where she had the puffy face and puffy eyes and things like that. It reminded me that I have to figure out a way or we have to figure out a way as we age to look good with our age. We don't have to necessarily try to look younger, but we can try to look good for our age. And that doesn't mean we have to have people cut on us and inject us with things. And that's a that's a great life lesson, too. And there's something about our culture. We don't see we don't we're not people are not taught to respect older people and we don't see older people a lot. So. You know, when you walk looking at advertisements, you rarely see older people in the advertisements dressed up looking good. You see younger people. It's, it's this is why I believe personally that a lot of older men, because they're just inundated with thousands upon thousands of images of young people, they never see old, good-looking people. And so they're willing to go with someone younger, and they're willing to pay to be with someone younger. And then just in general as a teacher, I'm probably the oldest teacher that my students have. And unless I teach them to respect age, they won't respect it. You know, I have to show them, look, you're not going to be young. And these, these children today, because they are godless, most of them don't believe in God and they're godless. You know, they don't think about life and their mortality and what's inside. They don't think about those things. And it's really unfortunate, but she did look good. Um, but it was clear that she did have some surgery too, and that's a life lesson. We've got to be careful. I know there was a, um, this was a while ago, but maybe last year or the year before last, one of the French designers passed away, and I think it was Thierry Mouglet. I can't think of who, I think that's, what, that's who it was. But when he was younger, he was a very good looking guy. He was good looking. But you could tell at the end of his life, he had just had so much facial surgery and it showed and just trying to not look old in the process of not looking old, you start to look bad. So that's just something to think about. You know, I don't know what was happening with T Tina Turner's mouth because I know she was on one interview. She's, she looked good, but you could tell she had had some facial surgery. And it looked like something was going on with her mouth. And I said, what in the world has happened? Tina was beautiful and she didn't have all those problems before. So that's a life lesson. Two words. I was thinking about two words. And the first word is fearlessness. Tina was not afraid. She was not afraid. She left with 36 cents. She was not afraid to try the music that people didn't try to People didn't want her to try. She sang rock and roll. She was connected. She felt something to rock and roll. And she was not afraid to keep singing it and dance the way she did. And she had a certain kind of confidence that I think we could all learn from. And then the word, the other F word is fortitude. Tina was strong. Tina was very strong. And she was able to work through you know, she said in one interview how she had those moments when she might have cried or felt bad, but then she would work through that. You know, she would, um, she'd have her moment, get her cry out, and get up. And that's what life, that's what strength is all about. We don't have to 
end everything and, and stay down because we have a down moment. You and this is the thing I've learned. You got to make it happen. She left. I the thirty six cents. All is dead. She had to make it happen. She was willing to get up and work and work hard to make it happen. And she was able to pay off that debt, get some things that she nice things that she wanted, and continue to be successful and continue to make good music. They call it a comeback, is what they say. Um, Tita might have thought, well, I never left, baby. I'm not coming back. I'm here. I'm just going to higher levels. So, but anyway, that is my. Um, episode on the great Tina Turner, the life lessons we can learn. I hope that um, this blessed you and have a beautiful day. This is Cherie Hardy and I'm the host of Bad Thought Therapy. Take care.